What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode-L. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to... The final word! The final word with Frangela! The final word. 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 Thank you for joining us on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and MSW Media where you get all your fine information and education That's right. and entertainment because you're fine because you're brilliant you're brilliant with impeccable taste we want to truly 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 thank you because it's so close to the first that it feels like heaven all of you who are our og patreon supporters new patreon supporters you are you rock you're making you're things happen Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We could not get through these times without you. And we appreciate you. We truly do from the bottom of our hearts. And to say thank you, we say thank you in the form of what, Angela? Micro idiots. We give you stupid. Yes. Extra stupid. Extra stupid. In the form of three micro idiots a week. So come on down to go to Patreon. Put in Frangela and become part of the movement. Do it. Also, you can go to cameo.com, put in Frangela, and get a little pick-me-up from Frangela video. You should do it now. You can give it as a gift or just give it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a delightful treat. Oh, speaking of treats, do you know what other treat is available, Angela? Is it the Sexy Liberal Indictment Tour show? That's right. On pay-per-view, 20 bucks. You can get it now. Yes. And it's the gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving and laughing and laughing and laughing. And we're going to be doing Sexy Liberal in San Francisco. Go to Sexy Liberal in January. Go to sexyliberal.com. Check out all that information and join us every Friday for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show for Fridays with Frangela. The blackest hour in radio. The blackest hour. Okay. So... Let's just get to talking because this is just a big, huge, 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 huge discussion and reality. And there, you know, before we get into this discussion about Israel, Hamas, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, what's happening on college campuses in the world, (laughs) In the world, in the the world, and in our political Mm -hmm. discourse as well. What I I tried to say it last week, and I don't know if I was as articulate as I needed to be, but the reality is, is that 
we are now, there's no longer in this world, I don't care what is going on, black and white. And I want it to be black and white. Oh my God, yes. I want it. That would be delightful. That would be delightful. Want it to be fucking black and white because what Hamas did to Israeli citizens. Whoever was there, they didn't care. They didn't. That's right. That's right. But but it happened. It was about exterminating Jewish people. That's right. Yes. What they did was heinous and horrific. And continues to be because it's not. They're not done doing it. That's right. The things they did to beheading women, cutting their breasts out, raping them, uh, harming children, taking elderly women and children and babies as hostages, throwing grenades into places of safety, uh, beheading parents in front of their children before killing their children. On and on and on and on. You know, and people are right. The biggest attack of Jews since the Holocaust. It feels ridiculous to even, you know, I'm not a fan of comparing things to the Holocaust, but absolutely that would be true. That is true. And I also wanted to just be clear about uh, that for me, there is a, just like there is a separation between the Israeli government and the it's her Jewish citizens, There is a separation for me between Hamas and the Palestinians that are oppressed in Gaza. Absolutely. And I cannot, you know what? And I cannot say anything other than they are oppressed. People who are forced to live without uh, electricity, fuel, you you have to go through four different governments to get out of Gaza to be able you're not even free that's a holding pen of yeah. people yeah that's oppression absolutely. and i I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like it ain't cuz it absolutely. is it absolutely is so we're having a conversation about people a group uh, millions of people who are being used as pawns each way on both sides of that that's what i'm saying that's what we're yes on both sides also i want to talk about and bring up in this conversation i want to go back to dave Chappelle doing his show here in the in america And he has a pro-Muslim perspective. And people were sitting there in his show and they were saying, you know, I read an article about people watching the show and saying that all of a sudden, as Jews sitting in that audience, they felt unsafe. Mm -hmm. And I am here because after George Floyd, I know what it feels like to feel those not microaggressions, but the aggression aggression. And I want all my felt my my Jewish brothers and sisters to know that we love and support them unequivocally. 
But I also, also am a human and I am looking at the human toll of the people and pa uh, uh, the Palestinians. Mm -hmm. And I can, I cannot, I, can, I don't get to separate it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody does. So we have to talk about it. And I have a, I think that I agree with everything you just said, number one. Um, number two, I want to say, and I, I don't know that, I believe I said this quote a few weeks ago, but it's something that I believe. Uh, All a man's affairs become diseased when he wishes to cure evils by evil. Mm -hmm. It's Sophocles. Um, there are, I think, everything you raise, ditto, but I think there's a couple, there's a lot of problems with this discussion. It is a heavily nuanced discussion. And this is where, when you were talking about there is no black and white, and I wish there was, because that would make everything simpler. But we, you and I, I know have demonstrated and believe that we should be just as critical of the people and causes we support as we are of the ones we don't. Mm -hmm. You know, that we owe ourselves intellectually and morally that, that complexity. And that there are not always easy answers and that, quite frankly, we don't have answers. We've we've discussed this in a number of different topics, like gun control. Yes. We, I, I, I'm frustrated there, and that's a, not an adequate word for the feeling. But unequivocally, Hamas is evil and has done evil. That's unequivocally. right. Unequivocally. That we've said it. We can say it again. We can say it every week. But we have to be able, we need and want to be able, we don't have to, we need and want to be able to have conversations that makes sense and that we can actually ask each other questions and hear each other and yet not have that the minute you have a, a, a comment that's even remotely critical of the programs of particularly Netanyahu, not not all of Israel and certainly not all of every Israeli government, but this one, you, then I have to be able to, to have that conversation without just being told I'm biased. Right. And written off as some sort of anti-Semite. And if I could, like, number one, I, you know, I want to thank people for always being respectful in mm -hmm. their commentary, because that's important that we can't yes. have a conversation without it. I, in general, try to assume good intentions. And that if something hits me the wrong way, I ask for clarification. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because the nature of what we're doing here, there's no way for people to ask for clarification in the moment. Right. Yes. There's no way for you right now to be like, wait a minute, you just said this and that didn't make sense to me. So we have that problem. But we want and encourage you, as always, to write us at frangela08 at gmail.com to further the conversation um, if you want to do that. But I think that one of the problems that I see, particularly in this particularly in this conversation of the Middle East, is this tit for tat analysis mm -hmm. of the history of the conflicts. Yes. This this started because Hamas did this. Well, that's not accurate. It's no. true at the same time. It's absolutely true that the reason that Israel is right now making a ground incursion into Gaza, the reason that what these these Palestinians are dying in, in, in horrible ways and are watching each other die and are trapped is because of this this latest horrific, absolutely unparalleled action by the terrorist group Hamas. That is true. But to start the conversation about what the solution is or about what's going on myopically, as if that is where it begins, does everyone a disservice right. and doesn't give the, the issue the complexity that it needs to have so that we can sit down and say, you know what? I don't, I don't agree with, I get that when people hide, use people's human shields, that is really messed up. It's evil. 
but knowing they're doing that, do we become what we hate when we decide that that doesn't, that the human shield doesn't matter then? Well, I heard somebody ask the other day, and this is where I, you know, I, I, and this is a tough one for me. Do I feel that Israel has the right to go in and get rid of Hamas? Absolutely. Absolutely. For what they did, let me tell you, let me tell you, you know, what they did does require a response because that cannot go unanswered. It cannot. And there's still 220 people who are... Yeah, it's an active situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's an active situation. They have to respond. And and yet, from what I am learning and hearing is that Hamas has been allowed to exist because no one in uh, in the Israeli government wanted to empower the Palestinian government, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. that represents the Palestinians. Yeah, they haven't had an election in how long is it? It's over 16 years. years. Yeah, so yeah, this is a story that's been coming out of multiple uh, places is that the Israeli government, at least particularly under Netanyahu, it sounds like, has actually helped fund Hamas. That's right. And I don't know, here's the problem also, none of us know exactly what's true because the information is so, is just so convoluted and coming out of every which way. But what, this is something that's also being said in this discussion, that they've propped up, that at times that they have supported Hamas financially as a way to undermine the the, uh, two-state possibility, as a way to undermine the ability of the Palestinian people to actually get effective leadership that they choose every however many years. And, And to give them peace. That's a part of that discussion. That's a part of this discussion also. Also, there's such a thing as measured and proportional response. And and when we talk about 9-11, like when Benjamin Netanyahu brought up, you know, just like America could not mm-hmm. have to respond to 9-11. Well, mm-hmm. we still have trials on that. There are no trials going on here. And I and and they're not and I get they're in war and I'm not saying they should be holding trials necessarily for Hamas. But the problem is when Benjamin Netanyahu said what he said has said is. We are going to get rid of this organization, whatever it takes. And he, I believe him. I believe and him I too. believe that the, the, the idea here is to kill everyone in the Gaza Strip. The idea here is we can't tell who's a, who's a terrorist and who isn't. And if you pick up a child and put them in front of you, we're going to just assume you're a terrorist and we're just going to get rid of you. And if that is what they're deciding to do, then I feel like I have to and that we should condemn that. Yeah. That is not okay and i understand it's not easy and i understand i don't understand <laughs> you know i mm-hmm. don't know about military responses and, but that can't be the only response we've got it's got to get better okay so we'll start now we will start our show israel bombs refugee camp to kill hamas leader israeli airstrikes hit the d- densely populated jabalia refugee camp in Gaza. Israel said the attack killed a Hamas commander and dozens of other fighters and destroyed a command center in a vast underground tunnel complex under flattened buildings. Gaza's health ministry said hundreds of people were killed 
or wounded at the strike. An Israeli military spokesperson said that the Hamas militants were hiding as they do behind civilians. Israel said that the commander it targeted helped plan the October 7th Hamas surprise attack in southern Israel. Hamas de denied that the commander was at the refugee camp. Video of the strike's aftermath showed people digging through the rubble around a giant crater amid crumbling buildings. Here's the thing, you know, and someone said this and they said, you know, and, and it, it stuck with me. They said, you know, no one cares when Jews die in the world. That's absolutely not true. And it, it you know, it stung. It stung. The very existence of Israel to me says, says that's not true. Thank you. I get that. Uh, does, is it in a hostile area? Absolutely. It's the world. <laughs> and is this world anti-Semitic? Absolutely. 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 It's one of the oldest isms. And yet, we have to care about these people dying. Malcolm Nance was talking on uh, Stephanie Miller this week, and he said, and he, of course, is was a spy knows things, knows a whole bunch of stuff we don't. Military, sea, Navy, sea, all that stuff. Malcolm Nance was saying that um, very angrily, you know, was very pissed about it, about the way the misinformation that's going on. And one of the things he pointed out, although he's very careful and he's very obviously respectful and responsible about this, that we can only react to the information we have, right? But what he says about this particular refugee camp is that it's kind of a lie mm. that... It is, it was at one time, and I th I think he literally said more than 20 years ago, mm. a refugee camp, right? Mm. But in the time since then, it's become a city. It's got, and, and he's like, but it has kept its UN designation as a refugee camp. Gotcha. But it's become a city with a labyrinth of, you know, terrorists using tunnels underneath it. And that it is no longer, when you think of a refugee camp in your head, you got these tents, it's hot, they whatever, but it's not, he, what he's saying is it's not that. And yeah. the, that designation is sort of an old designation that shouldn't be, that shouldn't exist anymore because there have right. been seven generations. He said seven, seven, gen which I don't know that that's possible, but many and I'll yeah. say Malcolm Nance said seven generations of Palestinians have grown there, have lived there and been born there and died there. So it's not this temporary right. structure that right. you that you envision. And so again, to me, this is another area where we don't have all this information. We get this. We're being manipulated. We're being man right every day. So one, of course, we're, we should hope what if we don't react to what we're seeing, we can't react to it for Jewish people or anybody else. That's right. With my little quarter Jewish self, let me my Ashkenaz. Let me tell you, we can't like we we can't even ignore. Nobody's ignoring that. No. And speaking of, then we talk about what is happening here in this country. Cornell student charged with threats against Jewish students. Police arrested Cornell University, Patrick Dye, and charged him with posting threats against Jewish students. Dye, a junior at the Ivy League school in upstate New York, allegedly posted messages in the Cornell section of an unaffiliated online forum for fraternities and sororities. You're an idiot saying that he would stab 
at, quote, stab and slit the throat of any Jewish males on campus and rape and throw Jewish females off a cliff. The post included a threat to behead Jewish babies and to bring an assault rifle to campus and shoot all you pig Jews. That's a quote. I don't, I, and I can't tell you, it does offend me. Well, that all offends me clearly, but it does offend me when people get into this mental health discussion. They're like, this person has a mental health issue. I was like, can we not blame anti-Semitism on mental health? No, 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 no. Because I know I know a whole bunch of people who take fucking pills and aren't anti-Semitic. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Francis. Thank you. It's like, it's to me, it's the same thing as, um, what's his name? Mel Gibson when he said all that anti-Semitic stuff to the police and he said, oh, it's because I was drunk. I've been drunk many, many a time. Oh, yes, Lord, you have. And <laughs> you cannot blame your anti-Semitism on the alcohol. No, you can't. You can't, you cannot, you cannot. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I'm glad, <laughs> Lord, you know what? I, 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 I'm holding on, Lord, I'm holding, Lord, baby Jesus, hold me. I really, you know, this is this is the problem with allowing prejudice. Okay. I'm telling you. Because that shit is crazy. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it out loud. How you gonna be Asian and gonna have a pre this is what I don't understand oh, in life, you. Angela. I know, I know. But how you, you know, if any person who is from a marginalized group can look at another group and marginalize them. I don't understand that. He's a biscuit maker of Girl, a different, of a different. You're absolutely right. Shape. That's the problem. You're absolutely right. Saying. And moving on, Speaker Mike Johnson and House Republicans unveiled a $14.3 billion aid package for Israel that cuts the I that cuts the IRS budget. Yeah, no, it's very confusing. It's very, very I couldn't even say it. I couldn't even say it together. No, because you're like, you keep I kept thinking about, you know, in watching this on the news, I was like, did I oh did I have like a little pass out and like miss? <laughs> <laughs> the end of that story into this next story no you didn't i i mean this man ain't been speaker has it been a week no no and maybe a week he's already thinking he's gonna change the budget money that's already been allocated well also the hard on the gop has for the irs is really interesting because what, what it's what you're saying to me is that every House Republican needs to be investigated by the IRS because y'all trying so hard to get rid of them because you need to go look at your taxes. Mm -hmm. Also, let's talk about the fact that the Biden administration is asking for $105 billion. And also they're saying that they don't want to, they want to uh, decouple Ukraine which which is what they did in their their pitch but none of these things are happening in a vacuum you know the politicization of every moment yes. the, the the theater of every moment 
the I'm going to do this because it sounds and looks sound bitey good to voters or to to the world, you know, my MAGA base. I I just my he's an idiot, and I just I'm so disgusted at at what the mm-hmm. Republican Party has become. Well, it's no longer, and I don't think it's fair to call it the Republican Party because it's no longer, they're Republicans, they really- They let them in. They really are rhinos, uh, you know, Republicans in name only. They're fascists. Yeah, they're fascists. Uh, then we got the FBI director telling senators that the U.S. faces growing terrorism threats. FBI Director Christopher Wray said that the Israel-Hamas war has led to an increase in terrorist threats against the U.S., a key Israel ally. Quote, the terrorism threat has been elevated throughout 2023, but the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole other level. And... When we going back to these, you know, and and that's the 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 question. Last week we had DeSantis say, "Get rid of all the Palestinian groups on campus in Florida." We've got them to this week. We've got threats to Israeli, I mean, you know, um, Jewish students at Cornell. And, you know, and this guy, Day, Patrick Day, he's saying he's writing on the board. I'm going to get a gun. And I'm going to come and kill you. This is a 21-year-old. Then you've got the six-year-old Palestinian boy stabbed to death and his mother stabbed. And his mother, yeah. You know, and, you know, this is, for me, the fact that we in this country, and I'm gonna, and I blame Trump for a lot of this too. But it was going on before then. Yeah, but they didn't have a good spokesperson. That's right. The fact that you know, you you feel like you can look at another person and go, you know, kill, bad. You're from, you know, another place. You're from a different ethnicity. You're from a different religion. You must be bad. And why are we so afraid of each other? Why are we? Because what I know. Why do why do we allow ourselves to be that's manipulated right. that way? You know, it's, it's I, you know, I, there's so many answers to that, I think. It's a much bigger yes. conversation. But. But it's not surprising that terrorism threats would be growing because, you know, and the 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 evildoers of the world thrive in chaos. Yeah. And that is that is how that is how they get followers and that is how they make things happen. And so it, but I, I look at Christopher Ray talking about that and it just feels like, you know, so but what is the GOP doing? They're trying to get rid of IRS yes. agents. It's like, could we focus? Could we focus? Focus. And we'll be right back. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. 
So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth. Welcome back. President Biden is to meet with Xi for constructive talks. Thank God, because I was getting sick and tired. Are you really going to tell me <laughs> that weather balloons that have been flying over our country? Because what it sounded like is these, these bitches been... <laughs> floating for years, collecting data all over like, like Google Maps, okay? Y'all. And y'all just, y'all just found out, and now you mad, and we all stopped talking about, talking to each other for it? Well, also, Shiji just been hanging tough with Putin. Yes. That's, That's a, a big problem. problem. It's a huge problem. President Biden is going to meet, will meet with the Chinese leader for what the White House said it hopes will be a constructive talks on the sidelines of the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco next month. Also, we're worried about a war with Taiwan as well. The confirmation of the meeting followed a rare visit to Washington by China's foreign minister, who said over the weekend that preparations for the talks were not smooth. The leaders of the world's two biggest economies have not had direct contact since 2020, a 2022 meeting in Bali. That's way too long. Mm, you know what? The feelings are fresh. You know, people are, they're just not feeling each other <laughs> right now. And, you know. I get it. I get it. I get I get principles over personalities. I absolutely get it. All right. They need some space. We just need a little bit of space. Oh, well, since then, uh, U.S.-China tensions have been running high over a variety of issues, including trade, technology, the South China Sea, and Beijing's close ties to Russia, despite Moscow's war with Ukraine. Okay? Angela, this next thing really has me upset. I, I'm in a, my panties are in a bunch about it. Okay. Homeschooling is now the fastest growing U.S. education strategy. I, you know, it's upsetting, but understandable. You know, there was a time. There was. There was a time you got made fun of for being homeschooled. Remember that? Well, my thing is when you when your child is going to get shot at school. Right. I get that. I get keeping them home. When they're going to get COVID at school, I get keeping them home. The problem is a lot of us, and I mean almost all of us, aren't really good teachers. Hallelujah. There's the That's answer. That's a huge problem. Because I'm going to tell it's you something. It's a huge something. problem. Because these the homeschooling isn't monitored no, it isn't. enough. And it isn't. And it isn't. The, and I and there's some kids who I bet get a better education than they might have in their local school, but many who probably don't. And I and that is a problem. Also, in terms of the content that gets taught, when you know, I think about you know, what's it? Prager U, 
and its religious teaching. PragerU is trying to get into all our schools, right? And that's mm -hmm. that. Those are people who are. You're not going to get a balanced view of education through PragerU. And you know what really kills me in this country is we can say in one place with our Jewish brothers and sisters, never forget, right? And we should never forget. History should never forget. Yeah, absolutely. But meanwhile, with Black folks and CRT, critical race theory, forget, forget, forget away. away. Forget, forget away. Forget about 450 forget years of oppression. Why aren't you, why know aren't you over why you need it? To know that? It might make you feel bad. Right. The, the the various people who get to decide what goes in a person and what they get mm -hmm. is a problem for me. It absolutely is. I mean, our education, and I also, I worry about so many things, the kids being under undereducated, kids um, having an education that is incredibly stilted. And it's, you know, all I can think of is like, I think about the Amish kids and um, the, what is it Rum Springer. called? Yeah, Rum Springer. That, that, you know, when Amish kids get to a whatever age of adulthood in their mind, in their culture, they get this uh, opportunity, I guess it's looked at as, um, to go out into the world and see what the world is like and decide if they want to really be Amish, if they want to come back and they want to live that way. But the thing is, they've never interacted with that world before. So they come into it at a huge disadvantage, right? They don't have a transferable education or, or skill culture set. Shock. And they have a culture shock and no familiarity. So overwhelmingly, they yeah. go back. It's you're, So it gives the illusion of choice, you know? And that is my problem with homeschooling, is that it's the illusion of choice, right? Like, because at the end of the day, we you say what you want about public education the point of it was to get the entire country at a at some sort of minimum basic level right and 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 there have been forces trying to tear that down since day one absolutely absolutely someone was telling me the other day they were saying that their mother was the youngest of 12 or 13 i think and she is the only one that, the only girl that got to go to school till sixth grade. Wow. And because of that, all of her kids went to college. Yep, that's exactly it. And, and this is a black woman and she's, you know, she's a degree, masters, all kinds of things. And she says, but we're the only ones. She's like, I, go, I have a huge family. We're the only ones that went to college because we got exposed to it. And for me, this goes back to where I we started in our conversation, which is exposure, getting to know each other, knowing and loving your brother who is different than you. The reason why I know so many different people is, you know, education, opportunity, exposure. Homeschooling yes. to me does not provide that. You know, I mean, 
it can. can. It, it, here's the thing. And I know people, I know people who have been extremely successful homeschoolers. Kids are eagle, all, you know, raised three sons that are eagle scouts. You know what I'm saying? They, I mean, yeah. she, you yeah. know, mama quit work. The, you know, the system yeah. wasn't good for the kids. And she went in yeah. there and did it. Not everybody. And I'm going to tell you something. Remember me in Opportunity Summer? Yes. I mean, I you know, I took a summer between Abby's preschool and and uh kindergarten and she taught her to read. It I never want to do anything like that again in my life. <laughs> in my life. Exactly. Well, I mean, I just I need there to be a lot more oversight of it. And but to have people just kind of running to it, it's it's alarming. And I think that it it's something we really have to address. You know, how are people getting educated? How are people and and this is the thing, I you know, philosophically, whatever, people have their this they don't want to expose kids to, to things, they don't want this or that. But I, you know, I think at the end of the day, what we're talking about is we have a real problem right now, and we have always in this, but we have a real problem with being able to have a more complex understanding of anything yeah. and a real desire, which I have the desire too, for things to be black and white, for them to be simple. Yes, no. And and that kind of binary thinking doesn't allow any of us to get to know things that we don't understand, to be curious, to investigate, and to be willing to do a little bit more work to understand a problem than just take on whatever somebody I like says, I'm just going right. to repeat it. And that's, that's really hard because I, there are issues. I don't remember us. We had a discussion on the podcast a while ago. Well, I don't even remember how long ago it was about it. I think it was an idiot actually story about this teacher who had, um, had done a lot of body modifications oh, and he yes, taught like kindergarten. Yes. And he, he, one of the things he'd done is he had horns put in and he had blackened out his eyes he blackened out his eyes and he was sort of making himself look like mm -hmm. a devil. And I think he was fired or they were going to, there was talk of firing him. He was, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is why you, you know, because you, you feel me upset. He was teaching kindergartners. Okay. He was teaching kindergartners. Yes. And so the reality is we had a discussion about that. And what we came up with was, we don't know. We don't know. But that shit was scary. But this is, and I remember a friend of ours uh, wrote us, Vincent, and was like, and I felt kind of like, ah, oh, man, I, you know, we didn't come to any kind of like conclusion. And I, what he wrote to me was, it was really valuable, you know, or invaluable to see, to listen to you guys really struggle with an issue. Yeah. As people who are interested in, you know, in the world and being curious and not, not hemming in people's exposure and not saying limiting a kid and, and, and having the, one of the things we talked about is that teacher. Yeah. It was scaring the kids. And I don't think you want, you don't want to scare kids, particularly at school where you want them to want to be. But on top of that, isn't it a great opportunity to talk about that and to talk about what it's like when people are different or when they, there's something about them feels unfamiliar or maybe scary to you. And so we were, we were torn. And I think if we can't, we have to be able to live in a little bit of discomfort because we are going to be uncomfortable in our lives every day at some point. 
every human being is going to be uncomfortable. And the ability to live in that discomfort, to sit in it and use it and figure out how to get more comfortable is really important. And we deprive, all of us deprive ourselves of that opportunity when we shell, you know, silo ourselves off into these little tiny communities that include just us. And that is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Again, thank you for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. Yes, thank you. This first email comes to us here from, did I cut off the person's name? Can you see the first one? Okay, I'm not on that one. Okay, go ahead and read the one you're on. Okay, okay. This is from Zamal F. It says the article of the man who uh, met his girlfriend's dad and realized he had slept with him was wild. This was an idiot of the week, y'all. You got to go back and listen to that because it was a crazy story. It's really. Zamal says, I'm with Francis, though. Thank you, Zamal. That that relationship is dead. And if it's not, it will be soon. But before it ends, I feel like mom should also be included in the experience. She's the the only one left out of this, either knowingly or secretly. But yeah, it's dead. Is Zamal arguing that that, that somebody needs to date mom in this situation? No, I think he's saying that mama need to know. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Are you sure? Because it sounds like he's saying. (laughs) Zamal. He says, he goes on to say, Francis, you have now created a new rule. If your penis has been in multiple generations of a family, then you can't be in that family. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. Sharon is right. (laughs) Okay. What Sharon got to say? Sharon said, fling with father and daughter. Hi, Francis and Angela. Yes. My initial response for the idiot submission who had a fling with the father of the woman he is now dating was no. But I have to side with Angela on this, Francis. It is bleak out here. I've been in the dating pool for three years, and it's a minefield of neurosis, trauma, and being subject to really poor behavior. Gotta take a love where you can get it. And hey, he's already passed the father test. It's a win-win. Oh, man. She, you don't know. I'm a, you, Zamal, you smell like you've had a boo <laughs> for a while to me. Because anybody that's been on a dating site who's been out here dating in the last five to 10 years will tell you, look, if you find someone, (laughs) if you find someone, you got to make it, you got to try to make it work. Try to make it work. Okay. Didn't work out with daddy, clearly. You just hit it and quit it. Well, you know. But there was something there that worked because you went back to the same same gene pool. Oh, you know, these things happen. Next up, this is from John in Boston. He says, fantastic show, ladies. Love the sexy liberal show the other night. That was so much fun. And I really needed a little pick me up. You guys were hilarious as always. I love the math lesson, LOL. And of course, the black momming, which reminds me, I need to figure out what I'm having for dinner. You know what you're having for dinner, John. Biden. He says, anyway, Angela, I thought my friends and I were the only kids dumb enough to go play in the fog after the mosquito fucking truck rolled through. I didn't do it. We didn't have a mosquito fucking truck, but my friend did. 
And when he told me about his whole family, they would all, his, his brothers and sisters, they'd all go, I was like, you ran through. He was like, oh yeah, we thought it was oh fun. Oh my God. He says, oh my God, that brought back memories of both the taste and the coffee. I had completely forgotten about that till you mentioned it. And I had to share. Maybe they hadn't invented the code name vegetable cart when I was a kid. Uh, she seemed a bit perplexed when you said it. I don't know what that means. Can't wait for your next show. Are you coming to Boston next year for one? I hope. Love you both. John in Boston. Thank you, John. He's the best. Best wasp commander ever. This is the thing. This is the thing, y'all. They didn't care about they us. Really did. Up. They really they did. Really they really did. They didn't care at all about us. Okay. We are the Generation <laughs> X. <laughs> Gen X, they the original latchkey kids. They did not oh care. My God. And now it's time for resistance. This is an actionable item, something you can do to be a part of the resistance. Oh, this is a good one. We want you to go to weareultraviolet.org on this mm -hmm. issue. Mass incarceration is out of control and no one suffers more than mothers separated from their babies. But each year, 58,000 pregnant, pregnant women are locked up. They can be shackled throughout their pregnancy, prevented from providing breast milk to their infants, denied abortion access, and separated from their newborns hours after birth. Yeah. The Justice for Incarcerated Moms Act will end the barbaric practice of shackling pregnant women and provide extra support for mothers in prison. Will you sign our petition and then share it to help it grow? Please do that. That is just barbaric. And we there's no reason to treat anybody like that. I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.